0: We are so excited to be partnering with the Soapworks for today's episode. This is a company we've raved about since day one of this podcast. Soapworks makes our absolute favorite body and hand soap and is sponsoring today's episode.
1: Yes. So Soapworks is an all-natural soap company that uses minimal to no packaging at all, and they have been unwrapped since 1982. So great. So great. Okay. So here's the thing. People... Always ask us what our top zero
0: waste swaps are, and Package Reef soap is always at the top of that list. Yeah, um, and we've been getting tons of DMs from you guys saying that you love the soap, or you've tried it, or you've bought it, and it's just been so great to see that you guys are enjoying it. Yes, which we're like
1: not surprised. I mean, no, we wouldn't recommend something bad <laughs> no it's
0: the best so I've been using their green aloe soap bar for the last six years on my body and my face and I've converted Brock onto it as well and he has a very sensitive skin um, plus it's soft and safe enough to use on my baby Lila so that's a bonus if you have kiddos and plus the price the one I get is
1: $2.99 love it can you not like you actually can't beat it you can't it's so zero waste and it's so cheap anyway I know. So I like the olive oil bar. As you guys know, I've been using it for almost a year now and I'm so obsessed. You can use it to shave. I use it for my face and body and it can just replace so many items, which is a bonus because if you're trying to reduce the amount of products that you have to buy Mm -hmm. and become more minimalist, this is kind of like a one-stop shop for so many products. Agreed. So, um, it's huge and I've struggled with razor burn for so many years and it's just completely disappeared now since using this soap. I am just so happy for you. I'm so
0: happy. No more bleeding legs. No more
1: like crusty bleeding legs. <laughs> okay. it's <that's>
2: gross.
0: Okay. <laughs> Not to mention they are vegan friendly. They're, they don't test in animals and they are made right here in Canada. We truly cannot say enough good things about their soap and the company and we're going to keep talking about them forever and ever. Forever.
1: <laughs> so go check out their full line of amazing products and all the places you can buy their soap online or in a shop we get ours from bulk burn or well.ca so head to www.puresoapworks.com that's www.puresoapworks.com scom to check them out
0: Hey, classy crew. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And I'm Liv. Weird intro. We are so excited to be having this episode today because we're doing our interview with Sarah, who's the co-founder of Thori, and we just can't wait to get in this episode. We're going to talk about this way more in a little bit. But the whole topic is really about ocean pollution, which you and I really don't
1: know a lot about. no. We yeah. did our ocean episode, yes. but we were saying before we started recording that we didn't really get into depth about the ocean. It was more ways to help the ocean. Yeah, it so was this like going to be you know a much deeper dive. It, oh, the,
0: oh, pun <laughs> intended. Yeah, like our last episode is more like you know, don't send plastic to the ocean. Yeah, but now we're going to like actually get into it. Like, so, anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's they are two different episodes, and I think the ocean is such a vast. Intended again topic
1: okay okay
0: <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that but first we have an update
1: <laughs> we missed living Greg's birthday well yeah we posted an episode last yes. week but we didn't record we recorded that in advance so yeah uh the 24th was Greg's birthday and the 26th is my birthday happy
0: birthday thank you
1: yeah so the three of us are all Virgos yeah which
0: is so cute love. and your birthday's coming up soon September 17th I know maybe you next like so excited so excited yeah i don't know why i just i love birthdays i love birthdays
1: e! yeah. yeah so tell us what you did um okay so for my birthday just the whole whole thing or like we'll when i like, saw you out because like that was very fun so fun well just let's just like okay, what did you guys just, do okay so this is the exciting part because katie and i we were like okay won't see you on my birthday like whatever see you next week so sad and then i was out at um antoho which is like the taco and tequila bar yeah um, Halifax. And then Katie texted me and she was like, You're going to be out. Like, I'm going to be out for my book club. Like, we can meet up and get a drink. And I was like, Okay, that's so weird. Like, where are you going to be? And she was going to be at the Mercantile, which is where we were going after in Toho. Ooh, what are the odds? They're, so,
0: like, Halifax literally has like one of the most highest bars
1: per capita yeah, in like Canada. Yeah, like, so many places and to go. <laughs> and we ended up going to the same place at the same time. So, we like met up and chatted after book club and it was just (laughs) fun. so fun
0: I know yeah I had sometimes well this we don't usually go out for book club but you know we wanted to go on the patio it was like one of the like last kind of nice few weeks of summer where you can sit out Mm -hmm. and it was still cold I needed a blanket yeah but yeah like I mean you were on water at that point but it was just like kind of fun to see each other because we always see each other like recording yeah
1: but it was fun like we need to do a, a go out more ntt drink night kind of thing but yeah. yeah anyway we need to. it do was really fun i agree staff night out yeah <laughs> maybe for like your birthday or something cute anyway so in <laughs> um okay well that's great well happy birthday thank you how did greg do with gifts he did good okay so well okay it was actually like good trashy wise and then like not good trashy. is wise, this kinda. gonna be a trashy classy moment or i will yeah we'll do that okay great well let's get into trashy versus classy greg cue the music Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Yeah, get into it. Okay, I'll get into it because we were just talking about it. So I just want to make sure I didn't have anything more recent on my list. One second. I know. I have a big We list, keep guys. all of our trashy
0: and classy moments on like our notes app on our phone. So it's like anytime we do something classy or trashy, we write it down immediately. Yeah,
1: and then we don't forget. Yeah. Um okay, so yeah, mine are birthday related. So Greg got me a bunch of zero waste stuff that I had been wanting for my birthday. Sweet, so we got Greg. like uh, what do you call it? Like unpaper towels, like reusable paper towels. How do you like it? I really like it. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, it's just Is kind it of crunchy? like having, no, they're like soft cotton, um, Ooh. like white cloths. So it's really cute. Okay. Love. I haven't stained them yet, but I assume if I stain it, I'll just like bleach it it. or whatever to keep it white keep Um, us posted so got like that I got those like cloth covers for bowls instead of plastic wrap like the kind of like elastic ones kind of looks like a shower cap but it like goes yes yeah so I got those haven't used one yet but so much better than having pizza on plate yeah exactly (laughs) unwrapped somebody Somebody messaged
0: me today no wait we did like a something on our story that was like send us oh like your classy moment yeah Um, Whatever, I forgot what it was, but anyway, somebody DM'd us and was like, Yeah, I don't use plastic anymore. Even with my waffles, I just put them frozen in the freezer and just like, leave them wide open. It's <laughs> was like, I mean,
1: whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to say I haven't done that before because I totally have. Um, but then beyond that, people like, so my family just wrapped my gifts in a zero waste stuff this year no. like bridget did and like my friend katie so did like brown paper and like reusable things and bridget had like pressed flowers that she pressed and it was she's so, she is so cute. creative i know she is like she's you know top notch design wise but everybody just made such an effort for my gifts this year and i was just so like touched and i feel like when you just you know dedicate yourself to something like veganism or zero waste or whatever people eventually just like have to accept it and then they embrace it and it feels so good I know how do you feel like what are your feelings like when
0: you get a gift that is wrapped a certain way because like I guess for me sometimes it's like it's like you're so grateful but it's also like I don't know how to explain it's like you don't feel bad that they put the other extra step but I don't I can't explain it it almost like I'm too high maintenance or something oh it's like by the way don't worry this they always have to say something like don't worry this bag I already had it I'm like it's okay like yeah <laughs> I feel like sometimes like high maintenance or something
1: I feel like, okay but if it's people who care about you I feel yes. like it's they're doing it because that's like an extra step like they want you to know that like they put in the extra effort True. so yeah I don't feel bad especially when it's like it was probably fun for them to like get creative with it too yeah it's not like you would like throw a fit if it was oh like my God, brand new paper so no yeah and maybe yeah
0: and it's not always it's just when somebody is like It's like I don't want people to like I know go out
1: of their Yeah. kinda do.
0: I don't know. It's like it's a mixed bag. I don't know. It is. Um, Okay, well
1: that's so sweet. That's I mean that's awesome. It was a classy birthday. Yeah. And then so my non classy moment, Greg's gonna be like, Yeah, here we go. Um, so he got me like a shopping, like a personal shopping appointment at Aritzia, which is a store I've loved for a really long time. Yes. And so I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do this in like because I wanted to kind of keep the classy momentum going. So I was like, I'm going to do this in like the best way I can. So basically I got a couple pieces for like fall, winter that are just going to be like super timeless and I can use a ton. And I'm just like hoping that there'll be things that I get like so much wear out of. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not shopping exclusively secondhand like no totally broke my new year's resolution i mean you tried i tried but that being said i have done more secondhand shopping recently than i have in a long time to get like i got like a cute button down that so cute i've gotten so many compliments on it and i'm like it's a men's extra extra large from value village like
0: <laughs> i know men's shop like the men's section at
1: thrift stores is s- these are extra small men's sweatpants yeah And like it always is so cute, and I kind of like it better than the women's section. I know. So anyway, I don't know why it's like more women's stuff in the section. I find there's more patterns, yeah, and more like a lot of like bright, weird things. Yeah, but like
0: the men's section is all dark neutrals, neutrals, usually good condition. Yeah, it's
1: like just walk by, grab some things, and they should fit because they're all big. Yeah also the homeware section like mm. okay so i'm a food blogger and i haven't done a ton of blog posts recently but i started doing much, like a lot more recipes so i needed some new food props and going to value village is actually amazing because you can get like super random old school pieces that look so rustic and cool like i got these old tarnished spoons that look so cool for like two dollars i love those yeah yes so it, it's so exciting Whoa. Anyways, I okay, veered well, off, but <laughs> you
0: were classy mostly for yeah, sure.
1: Mostly classy.
0: Okay. What kay. do I have going on? Okay. Oh, my classy moment. I want to talk about this because remember we did classy crew confessions last week, yeah. and one girl mentioned that she did her own decor for her friend's bachelorette. Yes. So my friend Annie, it was her bachelorette. Last weekend, and I same thing, I made all of the decor myself. Yay. It was a like, you know, the show at The Office, you're an yeah. office fan, right? Yes, okay, so I did it office themed. Really so, cute. like, it was really easy because, like, basically, I just printed a bunch of things off. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you go to like a wedding and they have props to do photo booth, like yeah. photo booth props, so I made a bunch of those like i put like a pretzel for pretzel day and like a dunder a dundee award and you know stanley's face was it stanley no who's the guy that drops the chili oh kevin kevin sorry kevin's face um just like a bunch of like random things i got dwight's glasses anyways and i made them by using chopsticks that my parents had in their house glue gunned and then to make them like so they're um like they don't flop up and down. I used one of our taco boxes and cut the shape and stuck them oh, to those. Oh my god. So it was so zero waste. And then like I just like put you know that thing where it's like if you see this man, it's like Dwight call oh, something. Yes. I put that on her mirror and just like you know that scene where it's like, It is your birthday? Yes. So I did it is your bachelorette. <laughs> so it was like it's really, really easy to do and it was just like paper, which we of course recycled. Yeah. So it was like all zero waste I and then that for food i mean yes we had like chips and stuff but we also had like lots of like um we had fresh bakery bread and Amazing. you know everything was vegan because she's vegan yeah so that's good and then i feel like we had oh just lots of like farmers market produce cute
1: overall it was just so like good sustainably i, love that. I know i loved it was it really fun
0: it was so fun. It was good. my first night away from Lila. Yeah. Brock crushed it. He oh, did good. so well. I'm actually leaving them again in like next week. So it's going to be okay. But anyways, Love my it. trashy moment is freaking gigantic. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. We live in a house. Houses have roofs. Roofs have to get replaced. Mm-hmm. So this roof was 25 years old. We actually probably pushed it like three years. We like kept getting it like patched up because right. we were like, let's just see how long we can go. it. Anyways, we had to replace it. The most sustainable roof you can get out there is a metal roof. But those are literally double the cost. And I fought Brock on it like really hard. I was like, I want a metal roof. I like the look of it. I like the sound of it. I like the sustainability of Mm it. And I just, I didn't win the battle. And so we got a shingle roof. And that's super trashy. But there's just I mean there's when you're in a relationship there's battles you win and there's battles you lose like I fought this on him for like a month like okay every day like babe look at that roof doesn't that look better doesn't (laughs) like don't you want this to last a lifetime she's like
1: were you like almost there or was he just no firm the whole time he was
0: no firm the entire time okay (laughs)
1: anyways I mean we're
0: on a bit of a budget like we there's a lot of things we have to update in this house we bought like you know a 25 year old home it's not brand new so there's things that you have to update. So. Anyways, it's super trashy because in f- 30 years, somebody's going to take all these shingles off and they're just going to go into a landfill, I assume. That is like
1: 30 years, though. No, I know. That's a long time. That's like a three l- years. That's a
0: lot of surface space.
1: It is. But I just,
0: I wish I could have gone with the most sustainable option. Yeah. But I couldn't. I could have, but I didn't. Well, I tried. Okay.
1: Well, that's why it's the trashy moment.
0: That's why it's my trashy <laughs> moment. So there's that. Okay. Well, let's get into our interview.
1: Okay. Yay! Yay.
0: Sarah Abood is the co-founder of Thori, an ethical, inclusive, and sustainable activewear company. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. And we are here to talk about not just, you know, the ocean today, but also your company, which is just so amazing. And we've already tried on some of your products and we love them, so we will get into that later, but for the most part, we're going to start and just ask some questions about ocean because that's kind of tied into your organization.
2: Yeah, it's definitely tied into um, our products. So I'd love to touch on that.
0: Yay. Well, let's start kind of high level and just, you know, what is ocean pollution?
2: So again, high level answer. Ocean pollution is you know, when high level, um, when harmful effects go into the ocean, um, most of it being chemical or waste from land. And this pollution unfortunately damages the environment um, and the health of all the organi- organisms living in the ocean and also the economy um, worldwide. So that's one big thing is ocean pollution really affects the economy that you don't really think about when you think of ocean pollution, but um, definitely something, something there.
0: Yeah. I didn't, you don't really, you're right. You don't even think about it. Like everything you just said, you're just like, kind of like hits you in the face. (laughs) Like, wow, that is a lot. Like the damaging of so many things in our, in our oceans. I guess, you know, the next thing we kind of want to talk about is just what are some of the main ways that plastics and chemicals are entering the ocean? And maybe if we talk about that, we can kind of figure out how to not (laughs) contribute to it as much.
2: Yeah, well, humans, you know, account for most of the waste. um, And it was recorded as over 80% of pollution in the ocean comes from land and comes from humans. Um, Most of it is plastic. um, So plastics that can't be reused, plastics that are just kind of trashed by humans. A lot of it is also sewage treatment and just poorly resourced landfills. So, Um, Unfortunately, some people in some countries, you know, they don't have a great sewer system, so it leads right into the oceans. Um, Another part is landfills. They'll get too high, and as opposed to, you know, having more landfill space, they'll just kind of dump it in the ocean. So a lot of the ocean pollution um, comes from humans, essentially. And the other ways are just, you know, animals have their own own sort of pollution, but that's more natural and doesn't really affect the ocean as much. Mm. But yeah, most of it does come from um, land and humans.
0: Yeah, that's, it's so interesting. I've been actually thinking about this recently because we had an expert on to talk about recycling and we're also going to have her on to talk about um, landfills at some point. But you never really think about like, you know how you said, I think you said maybe it was like more underdeveloped countries or poor countries that because having a landfill and a whole recycling system and a composting system, this all costs money. So it's, you know, provinces or countries who are dedicated to helping the environment actually setting money aside to help the environment which they don't have to do so if you're not going to invest in that process it's very easy for where you live to just have everything end up there without it's not really your fault it's just where you live if that company if that place doesn't have the resources or wants to invest in it so it's i don't know i've just been thinking about it a lot lately
2: yeah, for sure. Well, it's the infrastructure that it comes with. I like think a lot of the infrastructure is, you know, we live in Canada. So luckily we were, you know, infrastructure was built in when the country was being built. But lots of countries that are underdeveloped in more poor areas, um, they don't have infrastructure and they also have you know a lack of education so i'm middle eastern and i go to the middle east once a year pre-covid obviously so, yeah uh when i go to the middle east you know there is that lack of education you're walking around and you see people just dumping their garbage on the ground uh, like not even caring um that it's there throwing it in the ocean just kind of like the the earth is their garbage and you yeah. know they're just kind of living on it so i think a big thing is education for it because i'm sure if you told them hey this actually affects our environment past and what you know your, what your lifespan is um, then there would be a lot less but yeah infrastructure as well so sewer systems is huge being able to filter it um, actually Bill Gates is doing a really good job of that and bringing it to third world countries so that kind of awareness and bringing the education and the infrastructure to third world countries and other countries in general who haven't prioritized you know pollution and waste because they have other problems that they're dealing with, unfortunately. But yeah, mm. definitely, definitely really big.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. I saw, I mean, Armchair Expert, the Dax Shepard's podcast, he just had um, Bill Gates on. So maybe he touches on in there. So I'm going to have to go give it a listen. But either way, I'm going to look into that because he's doing a lot of amazing things. Okay, well, I mean, I think we could talk about this subject, <laughs> like just what we were just talking about now for the whole episode. But like, we'll move on. But that was very interesting. What are the biggest problems that arise with ocean pollution?
2: So, one big, like, direct problem is you know, animals confuse pollution for food. Um, which really hurts them um, and their future gen- generations. So, you know, eating these plastics um, causes malnutrition mm-hmm. and they also get entangled in it. Um, so so it their behavior. Like even just their behavior in general, they'll get kind of scarred from a situation. They'll be more anxious um, to eat in the future. You know, there's over 700 different species that have encountered marine debris, if you say. Uh, and 92% are with plastic. So it that's the kind of biggest problem is, is it affects the animals. And, it, you know, we're going into kind of their living space and, and polluting it, which is, you know, not cool. But uh, another problem is also, like, just the... Ocean in general. So the ocean absorbs ninety percent of heat. So the more plastic that there is, the more debris that there is, the less that it can absorb because of all the microplastics in there and because of all the plastics in there. So um, it has a lot to do with climate change too. Yeah, I didn't even think <laughs> of that. The subject we can go on forever, and it's kind of. Not negative, but, like, I get so sad when I talk about it. But there's lots of positives in the future, hopefully, of cleaning up the oceans.
0: Yeah, we may have to have you back for round two. Like, there's – this is so – like, I mean, I remember reading – okay, so Liv and I are both vegan. And I remember reading about when – even when people go fishing and, like, just for, like, recreational fishing. And a fish, if they get caught on a hook and then they're lifted up and then throw back in, they're so scared to eat again that, like, sometimes they literally never – eat again they just die like that'd be like if I went out and like to like pick an apple and like a bear came out it was just like boo I'm like okay I guess I'm never eating apples again because like that's terrifying anyways bears that say boo I don't know (laughs) I know that's just so sad I can't I hate to think about the poor little fishies
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's sad but yeah hopefully there's positives in the future coming out of out of all this and more um more podcasts like this Pointing yeah. out these problems and getting more awareness out there. So.
0: Like you said, it's just education can go farther sometimes than anything. Um I don't know if you know much about this, but I just thought it'd be interesting to touch on like you hear about these garbage patches and garbage island, and I was just wondering if you knew anything about how they happen. What is is there anything being done about them? Like like if you just talk about garbage islands a little bit, I don't even know how many there are in the
2: world. Yeah. So I actually like, I had an idea of what they were, but you know, based on your questions, I actually looked more into this and I was kind of shocked at what I had discovered. So kind of um, an overview, these, you know, garbage patches slash islands um, are formed by, called gears so just the way the ocean works and the way that you know the waves flow um it just makes it so that everything kind of goes to one area and little gear um so it's where the debris all, all goes into one location so that's how they formed these plastic or garbage patches right is that all the currents kind of lead to one place and there's actually five in the world um the biggest one is in the pacific ocean and there's also other ones like the indian ocean there's not much research on there but that's one of the most polluted ocean in the world um so i'm sure that there's more than just these five and there's more other you know kind of problems out there but the biggest one that we know so far or that the internet knows so far i should say um, mm-hmm. is the Pacific one. And obviously plastics is the biggest polluter in that. And, you know, they did a lot of research and kind of what happens. So most of the animals that live around these um, garbage patches, which is a lot, 74% of their diets is from ocean plastics. So 74% of what they eat come from these plastics on these garbage islands, just what? because it's so saturated with, you know, plastics, garbage, chemicals, microplastics all that stuff so kind of that's the biggest part of it and then fishnets were 46% of the mass of total garbage islands which is huge because that's just neglect from humans right like 46%
0: did you say 46% of the trash on these garbage islands is from fishnets
2: yeah 46% of like the mass essentially the trash is from fishnets and that's just pure human neglect like I'm fishing I'm done I'm going toss in the ocean. Like, isn't that crazy? That is
0: yeah, absolutely so – that's so bonkers and just so unnecessary.
2: Mm-hmm. Like you said,
0: Definitely. a total neglect and let's just yeah. pure laziness. Okay, that was yeah, so, extremely interesting. Like, and these islands are massive.
2: Yeah, they're huge. I'm not sure about exactly how big they are in terms of, like, meters or kilometers or miles. I mean – But they're, like, really, really – like, they're the size – they're called an island for a reason, yes. right? Like, you can see them
1: from space. I think oh. I remember hearing, I don't know if it was like on a TV show or something or whatever, but um, there's one, it might be the one in the Pacific that's the size of Texas. Is that like...
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, my yeah. gosh. I think that is the,
2: the, the biggest one. Um, I think it is the size of Texas. You
0: just spring a bell. And that's just like plastic like you said, that is coming from like, you know, somebody's out fishing and they just throw a water bottle in or they throw their cigarette butts in. Like, it's just, that's the, where it's coming Like a lot of it is just people just being at the beach and just putting all their trash on the beach and then the wave comes up and takes it all out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is like hard plastics. Like this isn't the kind of plastics that disintegrates into the water or sewage or chemicals. Like this is like floating plastic, mostly from humans.
0: Oh my gosh, that is absolutely wild. I can't believe that 74% of a fish's diet in that area is literally plastic. Like, that is so, think of what that, like, I can't imagine putting plastic in my body.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my gosh. OK, well, that's tragic. Um, OK, you kind of mentioned this at one point in the episode and we did touch on this when we did our episode on laundry. But can you just touch on microplastics? I feel like I hear this word constantly lately. Microplastics, what they are, why they're so bad. Can you just touch on, again, what microplastics are and maybe if there's a couple ways we can avoid sending them to the ocean?
2: yeah so the actual definition of microplastics is a piece of plastic that's smaller than five millimeters um in size so anything smaller than five millimeters is what a microplastic is and there's two main types that i've seen and researched and come across so one is like bigger plastics that disintegrate smaller and smaller into these microplastics so you know if you throw out a plastic bag into the ocean and then 10 years later you know the water the algae everything kind of disintegrates it into these microplastics that can't be seen anymore so they're just kind of living in the ocean and then another one is um microplastics that come from i think as you kind of mentioned you do your laundry and you're wearing something you know primarily like athletic gear is made from nylon and really synthetic products and polyester and all that stuff which when you wash You know, the plastics kind of come out, um, and it goes into the ocean. And they're found, you know, from the polar ice to the tropical waters and, like, fresh water. It's literally everywhere that we can find microplastics because they get so small, and they just go with the currents, and they go with where the waves go. So it's kind of everywhere. And again, another big problem is wildlife mistakes these microplastics for food so you know they research a lot of fish mussels zooplankton Um, a lot of them have ingested microplastics over their lives and it affects their bodies in a lot of ways like you as you said imagine that we eat plastic like that's kind of what it does to them Um, and they don't know it you know Usually some animals, you know, they'll eat plastic once and they're like, okay, never again. But these mm-hmm. they don't know that they're eating microplastics. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like a forever thing for for them. So Liv and sad. I like you should see us. We're literally just
0: <laughs> sitting here just like shaking our heads in like sorrow. <sighs>
1: so sad. Yeah. It's
0: so sad. And like the thing is Recycling is so great and we are such a huge proponent of, you know, if you buy something that's plastic, make sure you're recycling it. But like we really all need to just make such a conscious effort of just buying less plastic if we can, because if not, it's just, yes, recycling is great, but we need to slow down the production overall.
2: For sure. Yeah. And I think that like the West is doing a really good job about that. You know, reusing, reducing is really big here. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of awareness. Like your podcast, uh, you know, creates awareness and you guys have a fan base that also believe in the same thing. So I think we're doing really well here, kind of getting used to that. But I think that the primary problem is, you know, going back east. Um, Because, as I said, they're dealing with a lot of different problems that, you know, recycling, reducing isn't a really big, an issue. Right. Or, like, a priority. Yeah. If we keep advocating it here in the West, it's going to follow. So, I think that, you know, we got to just keep... Keep advocating for reducing less, buying less plastics, reusing wherever possible, even like little Ziploc bags you kind of get sometimes from like a muffin, you know, reuse that for more muffins or snacks or carrots. Oh, Liv and
0: I always say if somebody gives us a plastic bag with a muffin in it, we treat that like gold (laughs) because we don't buy them from a store exactly but no I kind of love I mean I love that you said that it's almost like you know just because so say Liv and I we keep doing this podcast and we just think our work here is done it's not really done maybe it's done quote-unquote in Canada or the U.S. but like it's got farther to go so I like that sometimes we live in these worlds where we think that it's just here like oh we we forget that the world is so different everywhere we go and I love that you keep bringing up The the Middle East, because we just live and I don't know much about, you know, of course, their their recycling system over there, their garbage system. So it's so great to keep bringing that to the forefront of our minds. Mm -hmm.
2: For sure, yeah. Well, I kind of have lived in both worlds, and I can tell you that recycling doesn't even exist in the Middle East, at least like the places I go to. Like, recycling is so normal here. You go on the streets, you know, you see a garbage bag with a plastic recycling, a paper recycling, you even see compost sometimes. Like, you'd be lucky to even find a garbage bag there. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of work that needs to be done um, around the world, but I think Canada, the US, I'm not too sure about them, but Scandinavia is doing a really really good job too parts of Europe so I think we the west just got to keep setting that standard to to recycle reduce reuse all that stuff
1: right
0: yeah no I love I love that you're saying this um okay just a few more questions related to kind of ocean pollution and then we're gonna get into Thari but um can you touch on dead zones and what they are because I don't really know
2: for sure. So, um, have you guys ever been to Ottawa and the Rideau? Reno- have you ever seen the Rideau Canal? No.
0: Is that just like okay, the so- main river that you can skate on in the winter?
2: Yeah, so you can skate on it. um Yeah. Okay, it's, I've been it's there. A canal. It's, yeah, it's. I think it comes from the Ottawa River and it, it's man-made, so it's like goes through um, the main parts of Ottawa. It's like a little little bay slash canal. Um, And that is a primary example of a dead zone. Uh, I'll get into it, but, you know, beginning of this pandemic, I used to go for more walks, um, and I saw what is a dead zone, which is, you know, low oxygen places in the water. So they primarily happen in, you know, smaller pools of water, so bays, lakes, um, some rivers, but rivers are moving water, so not as often there. Um, But essentially, there's, like, no oxygen in these areas, um, and they're pumped, not pumped, but they're polluted with um, chemicals like nutrients, so nitrogen and phosphorus, um, which blooms algae. And algae takes the oxygen out of the water, um, or out of the area, because algae needs oxygen to grow. So essentially, it ta- it sucks up all the oxygen from this area, and then there's so much algae that animals can't live or wildlife can't live because there's no oxygen. So when I was walking in the Ottawa Rideau Canal, it was probably a twenty meter centimeter length of what I walked across and it was purely green. So it was all algae on the top. Oh, um, no. and there was dead fish just <gasps> floating everywhere because they couldn't survive because there's no oxygen. This is happening like in Ottawa, right? Like it's small, Um, little canal but you know we're in canada and usually these things don't happen Um, so dead zones actually exist a lot and almost like everywhere in the world but the good thing about dead zones is they're almost completely reversible which is huge so obviously the first part is to stop fertilizing and putting these nitrogen phosphorus that will bloom this algae into the waters and obviously enforcing laws that will prevent that from happening but you can also clean it up humans can clean it up so just filtering out the water taking off the algae and then it almost will go back to normal
1: that's incredible that's wow I had no idea about any of that yeah
0: I know that either so dead zones I have I had no idea I thought this was like an ocean thing so it doesn't really exist in the ocean because the ocean is just massive but um yeah. so it's like human error like it's humans putting chemicals into these places and it's just creating this algae and it's that okay I, I gotcha that's wild it
2: could be human it could be natural too okay um, this, just because of the way bacteria kind of grows right. on the outsides and stuff but most of it is you know human waste and you know we use a lot of steroids in our foods a lot of you know uh, fertilizers and stuff like that so when that gets into the water it, it blooms this algae which sucks the oxygen out of everywhere which sucks the life of animals around okay That's <laughs>
0: horrifying okay well I'm glad you touch on it and hopefully somebody in Ottawa is doing something to fix that problem
2: yeah they actually fixed it so oh okay. I think there was a it was really bad and then I, I complained to the city because like that shouldn't Good. be happening and I'm sure everyone else did because it, it didn't just like look bad it smelled bad because of all the you know fish floating
0: and then the seagulls are coming it just wasn't aesthetic so i think um we're all about the aesthetic yeah exactly (laughs) it's like almost like drink every time we say aesthetic it's it's how we live our life okay well i'm so i love when people do like email corporations and call and do that stuff i mean this has nothing to do with oceans but i remember when my favorite burrito place they didn't have corn to put on my burritos you better believe i called because i was like you need to put burritos on you need corn needs to go on burritos anyways for sure
2: gotta speak up yeah. i
0: agree gotta speak up it and some people are scared to do that and that's a thing there's so many ways you can speak up whether it's an email whether it's a tweet whether it's a dm or anything there's just you know find your cause and the smallest things make a difference
1: mm-hmm. um, For sure
0: okay our last question about oceans is I don't know if you have the answer to this and I'm sure there's just so many things that are being done, but if you could just touch on a few things that are being done right now to help with ocean pollution, whether it's a country or an organization um, that's just kind of helping. Cause this was a lot of sadness and I know there are people are doing cleanups out there and um, I just wanted you to get touch on it.
2: Yeah. Well, there are a lot of, you know, charities and nonprofits that are doing a lot for ocean cleanup. So ocean conservancy international, the ocean cleanup, Itself, you know, countries are really putting in money. So, Norway in 2018 they pledged 200 million dollars to clean the oceans. Yes, Norway, uh, even, yeah, and even for like monetary, if it's not monetary, countries are doing good with um education. So, I, I think it was from your podcast actually that I listened, and you're saying that you know, some plastics can't be recycled properly, and people aren't really le- reading the labels of what numbers are to be recycled yes um and I was thinking back I, was like, I didn't learn that in school like I learned that recycling is good yeah but I didn't learn where what goes where I know, you know what I mean so yeah. things like that um I think would help a lot because as opposed to just you know throwing it out in a random recycling that doesn't even get recycled because it's in the wrong pile I know um that it will actually get recycled because you're more educated about it. So I hope I'm not in the education system. I don't really know too much about it anymore. It's been a few years, but I hope that they're kind of amending that and being more specific with recycling because it's so, so important.
0: I agree. We actually had an episode, I think it was, it was like one of the last couple of weeks on, um, it was like a back to school episode and we want to have like a young person on to just ask what they're being taught because I actually think it is a lot more and, just to get their perspective and you know what's is it cool to like be yeah, sustainable <laughs> or whatever. Like obviously we think it's cool, but we just I think we would learn a lot. So um I actually have someone in mind. So we'll That's I, a really good idea. I I'd know
2: love to watch and listen to that because I feel so strongly about that and I don't know what's happening. So I'd love to learn what the perspective is on that.
0: Okay, well, you know what, Sarah, Where we're gonna we're it? gonna do it. <laughs> we'll we'll keep you posted. Yeah, well that was really, really great. Thank you so much for answering those questions. Our minds are obviously blown, but also it's so sad, but I, I, it's just good to remember that things are being done and we just all need to work together to keep reducing our plastic, keep recycling, keep, po- com- keep composting, keep reusing. And um, yeah, just, you know, that's pretty much it. Just keep doing everything that we can be doing.
2: Sure. And you guys are doing a good job with this podcast and creating awareness. So kudos oh. to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. But enough
0: about us. We, we don't have, I mean, we have a lot of questions, but we really want to get into the company that you co-founded before we actually get deep into it, because you make a, like a, you make active which a lot of it is made from recycled fishing nets, which is incredible. But before we even get into that, can you talk about how you started your company? And I also, I'm going to ask you about Dragon's Den because I'm so interested. But first, how how did you co-found this company and when did you do it?
2: For sure. So this was back in probably 2016 is when we started the idea. So me and my partner, we met at the gym. We were both personal trainers. Um, And as I mentioned, we... We both have a Middle Eastern background. So a lot of our clients were from the Middle East and did wear the hijab. And my partner had a lot of clients that wore the turban for the Sikh community. And they were complaining a lot about, you know, finding active wear that fits their cultural needs. So sports hijabs and sports turbans. So me and my partner, you know, we thought on a whim one night, why don't we start making these for everyone to be more inclusive in terms of active wear? Love this
0: that, so much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a really cool story. And and prior to that, in like 2015, when the whole influx of Syrian refugees happened, I had started a not-for-profit to help settle the Syrian refugees here in Ottawa that came. And by doing so, I talked and I got to know a lot of them and I learned that, you know, the biggest struggle for them is finding employment. Um, so finding a job because there's so many barriers. The biggest one being language barriers. So essentially, you can't speak English, you can't get a job here, right? Uh, You know, and now it's kind of going towards most positions have to be bilingual. So imagine not even speaking English or French at all. So Mm -hmm. a lot of them was having a lot of problems finding employment, and I was also... Uh, in my undergrad, I was um, doing majors in economics, so I was actually studying micro or macroeconomics at the time, and and we were talking about um, employment and how it is the biggest I don't say downfall to the economy, but uh, if people don't have employment, they don't get paid, they don't pay their taxes, um, and the money doesn't kind of circulate within the economy. So, with our big idea of creating hijabs and turbans, I also wanted to create an impact for the people that didn't really have um, the opportunity to find employment so we started off um, you know employing newcomers from syria and then over the years it's grown now we have people from colombia angola iraq kind of like all over the world who came as refugees or newcomers
0: sarah uh, that's incredible you are like the oh, best person i've ever spoken to
2: that's so sweet <laughs> thank you we're just trying to kind of like help in every single way shape and form possible very intersectional uh, yeah there's many companies out there who, you know, aren't doing a lot ethically, sustainably, so we didn't want to just add to that because the market's already so saturated, so we wanted to be inclusive, which is where we started our hijabs and turbans, and then, you know, we grew from there, we added more clothing, and then we started making, so, special hijabs for police forces, so they're quick release. We supply police forces across Canada with hijabs um, because regular hijabs, they cover the neck, so that's a choking hazard in case something can happen, so it has to be able to release but strong enough to like stay on during regular um you know hours of work so we had to innovate a hijab that is made with magnets that comes off if it's a choking hazard but stays on otherwise so yeah we've pretty much grown and that's how we started back in uh 2016 that's incredible
0: so did you say do you have like a contract with the police
2: force yeah we have a few Um, police forces across Canada and the U.S. that use our products.
0: That is so badass.
2: And it's cool because it's it's not that they're using our products, they're diversifying their units and making yeah. it more exclusive for people to come on, which is what our goal was. So uh, I'm happy to see that more and more. It's it's obviously slow to kind of take a risk cause People, it's not their priority to diversify their units. But now with everything kind of happening in the world, they're realizing it's yeah. really important. So it's slowly kind of you know snowball effect happening oh this person okay now we got to do it so yeah it's really good to see diversification across these units
0: okay well i mean that's incredible like you're doing so many great things and not just you know the inclusivity and you know hiring refugees and all of that but you're some of your clothing or not all maybe you can touch on it but some of your clothing is made with recycled fishing nets
2: yeah so So environmentally
0: it's great too
2: For sure. So most of our clothing is made from recycled fishnets. We also have recycled bamboo, um, mostly for our men's line. We have a whole. We're just trying to be as sustainable as possible, so we use recycled fabrics wherever we can. So recycled fishnets, we probably use for uh, seventy percent of our clothing right now, and then the other ones vary from um, you know recycled bamboo or repurposed fabrics. So even like. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but even for our, there's always going to be scrap material laying around. Yes. Because that's just how it is with companies and when you make stuff. So even when we, we package our products, we use scrap material to put the hang tags on. Um, so we try to. Yes. Be, no, uh, I saw that. I did. Yeah. 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 So we're trying to be as waste-free as possible and reuse fabrics wherever and, and, you know, use fabrics made from recycled fish nets, which is. And. When we found out about it, we were like this is happening for sure <laughs>
0: okay before okay I want to ask you about the fishing that's in more detail but I did want to say so Liv and I wear the biker shorts I got the like turquoise color and Liv has the black color and they're a beautiful beautiful fit and they're like actual good like active wear shorts yeah. <laughs> and we love them so much but I was gonna say that um where it says like a little, like it's like a little tag that kind of says what the company is, that is comes on paper that you can plant as a plant. It's like seeds. So even yeah. like the tag is is sustainable.
2: Yeah, we tried to make the whole thing just like, you know, zero waste, waste free as possible, you yes. know? I'm glad you guys liked it. That makes me happy. Yeah, the
0: fit of the shorts is so beautiful. I love that it kind of has like this V shape, which is very flattering.
2: Yeah. Right? It makes your waist look, you know, tiny. And like, we just made it to to be super inclusive with body shape. So we found yes. that this shape, you know, flatters most figures. Um, Agreed. And we go up to size 3XL. So even with sizing, we wanted to be have everyone be able to buy it. So I'm glad that you guys liked it.
0: Okay. We do. We do. Okay. uh, Speaking of just to go back to the fishing nets, I just want to understand, like, how do you get access to fishing nets? Like who, like who is going out there and collecting them for you? Is there like an organization? Just if you could kind of describe that process.
2: For sure. So there's actually a company in Italy whose total devotion is recycling waste into new fabrics. Um, So they do more than just fishnets, they do regular plastics, you know, they do a lot of old cotton, like from old products. Uh, and the biggest one that they use, which is really a kind of well-known worldwide, is uh, fishing nets. So they actually go into the oceans, collect these fishing nets, and it's pretty much um, similar to regular recycling where they'll break it down into itty-bitty pieces and then they'll spin it into some thread and they'll thread that into the products. So their whole vision, mission, and values kind of statements are, you know, cleaning up the oceans, cleaning up land, and recycling it into things that can be given new life. And just, it's beautiful material, too. Like, it's really high quality, so that's something that they want to touch on, because there is some recycled fabrics out there, which is great, but sometimes the the quality isn't as good as you would want it to be. Like it just, it doesn't match up to, to Virgin uh, materials. So um, their whole, their whole gig was to, you know, have this product to be high quality. So when someone receives it, they don't even know it's made from recycled fishnets. Oh God, you would never know.
1: Yeah, that's, it's so awesome because it's not only, you know, a good product that's good for the environment from a good company, but it's actually something that you want to wear. Like it's something that you would, buy even if it wasn't sustainable if that makes sense like it feels like something that's just so luxurious and yeah they're amazing yeah it's
0: high quality the fit is gorgeous they just like the look of them is great I mean I was wearing I mean it's basically winter here now it's like fall but like (laughs) I've been wearing them for like a month straight on my walks and I love too that they don't ride up like Hmm. lots of bike shorts do like I don't I feel like they're just just fit really well
2: yeah we we really wanted to be like we wanted this to be like a luxury product um even given the fact that it's made from recycled um, materials so this company does a really really great job of recycling it into beautiful colors that are like naturally dyed too so
0: is there anything that's not just perfect about your you (laughs) and your company like you have literally thought of everything
2: thank you well it's been four years and every year we're like how can we be better and how can we have you know, less of a, you know, carbon footprint. How can we make the world a better place? Our yeah. whole like vision is to change the world, not just in a company that exists. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. oh we actually gosh. want to make a difference. We want to um, help the environment, help the economy, help, um, you know, inclusiveness. So okay, well, thanks for...
0: Yeah, we just, can we just like remain in contact forever? <laughs> okay, I am, we're almost done here, but we just had a couple little questions. The other one was just... I mean, have you always been passionate about, you know, sustainability and ocean health and humanitarianism? And if you could just touch briefly on your relationship with this all, or is it just kind of something that you grow and you learn and every year you just get a little bit more passionate?
2: Yeah, so for me, it was always kind of the humanitarian aspect. Um, In terms of environmentalism, I always, you know, I never... Um, trashed anything my parents I grew up you know using the compost and recycling but I was never really really into it until like one specific moment in my life that kind of changed everything so I was vegan for two years in um, like when I was like 18 19 yeah and I went on a beautiful vacation kind of across the Mediterranean um, and I was going back to a non-vegan life because sure. this was like when you know only tofu was on the on the shelf <laughs> but you know there wasn't all these beyond,
1: beyond meat, meat and sausages yeah
2: and cheeses and everything. there was one cheese and I really didn't like the taste of it so yeah fair that was like way way back then and I felt really guilty about having to go back to a non-vegan life um, and I was actually in Portugal and I was swimming in the Atlantic Ocean and I stepped in the water and all I saw was cigarette butts and plastics. No. and You know, it was just so, so gross. I couldn't even swim in it uh, oh. because it was just so gross. And I also felt really guilty from having to transition back to a non-vegan lifestyle. But I, I'm vegan now, so, you know, we're all, we're okay. But um, <laughs> oh, back, yes. back then... I was feeling really guilty. So I really wanted to do things that would change uh, or have more of an impact because I wouldn't be able to have a personal impact with my eating lifestyle at the time. So that's when I really had that huge switch into environmentalism. Wow. Um, yeah. Seeing how gross the ocean was. It was so sad for me. Um,
0: that is that, sad. I've never had that moment. Like I've never, like I feel like the oceans here in Nova Scotia anywhere are so clean like, for the most part, like, you don't really see a lot of trash. Like, I can't imagine just stepping into the ocean and just, like, having plastic bags float around my legs. And, like, that's oh, yeah. so nasty.
2: Crazy. And, like, I people were swimming and putting their head underwater. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even think of doing that just because of how much garbage there was. And I was like, the ocean deserves better, you know? Yeah. The
0: deserves better. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of all had a moment like that. But that that is, like, a very... That is a, des- that is a descriptive in your face. Like, how can you not shy away from that? That's wow. That's very interesting. Okay. The last thing we well, I'm just, yeah, I guess the last thing I want to talk about was just your experience on dragon's den. Cause I used to watch this show all the time when I had cable. Yeah,
2: so it was um just kind of in general it was so nerve-wracking before going on like rehearsing it it. because you know you watch sometimes and some judges or some dragons rather (laughs) um just tear some companies apart you know yeah
0: they're so mean
2: yeah they can be really mean and like that you know that could have been me so I was like really rehearsing it I was so nervous because When you're in there, it's it's you, and then there's four or five dragons, and then just a bunch of lights, so you can't really see anything because it's it's very TV. It's built for TV, so you know the spotlight is totally on you. Um, But for me, like I've pitched to rooms of 500 plus people, so. Uh, once I started talking and it was only five people, then I kind of calmed down a lot, but building up to it, I was so nervous that they were going to rip me apart. And like, once you see that, their vibe was kind of like, oh, you know, this is a cool company. I was like, okay, I can breathe now.
0: Oh my Uh, gosh. Yeah. So, okay. I don't, I don't know the ending, but did you get a deal with them?
2: We did. So we
0: ended
2: up getting a deal with Manjeet and Michelle on the show, which was really great. Oh my gosh. Two
0: dragons. Uh, yeah,
2: it was it was a surreal experience. It was really, um just because the producers were all super nice. You know, everyone wants you to succeed, and you can tell. But the dragons do not hold back. Like, they are yeah. vicious, they're mean. Like, we were in there filming for 40 minutes, and I think the episode was only, like, six, seven minutes. And we had a longer episode than most people. So, like, there's a lot that they cut out. And, right. you know, they're very raw, very business minded I would say like
0: um, I'm sure you learned a lot know. too yeah
2: for sure but okay they're, they're really nice like Arlene was the nicest <laughs> oh of course yeah she was super nice she's
0: badass too
2: mm-hmm. yeah I like yeah, her she's been there since like the beginning
0: yeah. okay well this was I um like you are an amazing speaker and so knowledgeable and just you're just doing so many great things wow. for people and the planet. And I am just blown away. And I really appreciate you speaking with us and yeah, I guess also partnering with them um, with our podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, I'm really happy that I discovered your podcast. Like that was a really good thing for me. Cause I like went back and I listened to everything I think in one day that I had missed. So I'm happy that I, I found you guys. Yeah. You're, oh my gosh! You're part We're of gonna it. cry. <laughs> We're gonna cry.
0: Well, okay. Please tell us. You know, tell everybody where can we find you? Where can we find um your clothing? Like, just say everything you need to say. Plug all your stuff.
2: For sure. So, um, our company sells on our e-commerce platform. So only on our website, which is t h a w r i h dot com. Um, it's pronounced "thori," but if you think about it and you want to see how you say it, sorry with a lisp, "thori" <laughs> is one way I tell people how to do it.
0: Which again well, is honestly, Arabic for, what was it again?
2: Yeah. So it stands for my revolution in Arabic.
0: A revolution, a revolution. That's for sure. End, so. yeah. Well, you are.
2: So that was it. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank
0: you. Okay. Keep um, plugging. Yes.
2: Yeah, so we're on pretty much all social platforms. Instagrams are most active, you it's not that active, so it's just our name, T-H-A-W-R-I-H. And then same thing on Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, same name, you just find the app and we're there. Um otherwise, yeah, our website's the place to go to buy our products t30.com.
0: Perfect. Well, we will include links to your Instagram, um the Thari Instagram, uh your the website. So we'll ex- include that in the show notes and on our website. So if you guys want to check out this amazing inclusive eco brand please do so and uh, uh yeah we'll make sure to include everything so you can you can find this but yeah we stand by it we love it we love everything you're doing uh,
2: thank you so much i love the podcast so will keep it up
0: <laughs> thank you okay well this is great so I had a great time. Thank you yay well if you ever want to come back we'd be honored to have you but uh let's keep in touch for sure okay talk soon
1: We were able to get a discount code for you guys if you want to check out the bike shorts or I mean any of their products they're absolutely amazing so if you want to get 10% off you can use the code NTT10 so that's all caps NTT10. Okay guys I didn't talk a lot because we only have two microphones and you know Sarah had to have one of the bikes but give it to us. um, I just want to say like that was my favorite interview so far like She's just so amazing. Like the fact that they started with a mission and they've just expanded on that and like just done even more and became, you know, an even bigger and more inclusive and just more eco-friendly company. Like, I mean, it started out amazing and now it's like blow your mind. Amazing what they're doing.
0: I know. Like just her company in general is incredible and then yeah. everything she talked about oceans is also just just very eye-opening i yeah. i just thought she was such an amazing guest yeah. we're so honored that we had her
1: yes and the one thing that i think stuck with me is so you know when you see those videos about plastic in the ocean and it's you know those beer like the sick you know plastic yes. like circle things that are around beer that you're supposed to cut up yes. so you always see pictures of like an animal with their nose caught in it or like it's around the it's turtle tragic. shell right like yes. it seems like you see those but when she talked about how You know, they can be just traumatized or like be anxious about eating. That's something that I never thought of. And I mean, that's probably even more common than, you know, a turtle who gets, you know, stuck in one.
0: I know. Well, think of all the plastics in the ocean. Fish are running into plastic every day, multiple times a day. And we just are such animal lovers that that really drove home, like how important it is to reduce your plastic. Yeah. And if you can't just recycle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's just, this was really, really eye-opening.
0: Yeah. And we just
1: loved our guest, Sarah. Yeah, she's amazing. I hope we can have her back on because I feel like she has so much more to share. And yeah, I mean, I feel like we just like, crack the surface with this I know, one I agree but learning about their company and like her Dragon's Den experience was also so amazing yes like oh them. yeah and
0: for those of you who don't know Dragon's Den is basically like Shark it's Tank Shark Tank yeah yeah but it was it's like the OG it's, Shark it's Tank it's the OG <laughs> Shark Tank so it's basically these like business people who invest in your company if they think that they'll get a good return or they like what yeah. you're doing
1: and it's like a reality TV yeah. show kind of but like not trashy it's, it's, it's like not, so interesting it's not trashy at all it's yeah. like
0: very high quality good yeah. like legit TV yeah. okay well this was a really great episode um I'm so glad we did this Me and too. you know thank you again to Sarah and please go support her and
1: get the bike shorts like if you're looking for bike like okay it's the only product we've tried, but like I want to say they're the best. But if you've been looking for bike shorts, because they're super in right now, like super bike in. shorts, but um get them from there because yeah the fit is amazing. Like we said, there's like a maybe I'll post we can post some <gasps> photos. I took photos in them. That's
0: true. Maybe we can but even get Greg to take a fit a picture true. of us. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Editor Greg, gorgeous. can you become <laughs> editor photographer or wait, photographer Greg? <laughs> <laughs> photographer yeah. Greg, can you put on your he has like all these different hats. I know.
1: Except he actually owns like no hats, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Well well, again, thank you to Sarah. We're just so grateful that she was able to do this interview. And yeah, should we get into our game? Yeah, let's get into our game. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Do you remember when we had that episode in the camping one where I asked you like little yeah. like trivia things and it was like, like survival? survival? Yeah. So this is kind of like that, but it's true or false. Ocean stuff. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you a question. You say if it's true or false or not. Will you give me the answer right of away? Of course. Okay. Okay. Great. Ready? Yeah. Live. True or false? Whales have belly buttons. <laughs> false. <laughs> it's true. Apparently they're mammals. Okay. I thought it was gonna be too. But like, where are they? On their? Well, it like in I the blowhole. Like, is I that... think that's different. Oh god. Maybe okay. not. Well, mammals. You know, we're not gonna get into it because it's just gonna make us sound uneducated. Why? Well, like, does that
1: mean there's like an umbilical cord? I think so, cause it's like inside of it, not like in an egg, like a mammal. Like, how do they cut it? Bite it? <laughs> it's just like a I whale. <laughs> I don't know. If can a whale do that? <laughs> it's wild.
0: No plants live in the sea. False. Yeah. Sea grass. <laughs> okay. The great white shark is the biggest fish in the world.
1: No, false. Like, yeah. Yeah, false.
0: The whale shark. Is followed by the basking shark, which is native to our waters, whatever that means. Hmm. Okay, the bootlace worm is the longest animal in the world.
1: Bootlace worm.
0: I've never heard of it.
1: Like, I want to say true because it seems so random.
0: Okay, it is true. It can grow over 30 meters long.
1: How long can, like, anacondas grow and stuff?
0: 30 meters.
1: Oh. And it's a worm? It's a worm. So it lives in the ground? It,
0: no, like the ocean.
1: Oh. Oh, right. Because it's okay. I'm
0: not swimming ever again.
1: That's disgusting.
0: A worm. They're usually found in rock pools. I don't know what a rock pool is. Okay. Sharks are colorblind. True. False. Damn it. Many sharks have excellent eyesight. Um, Crabs can only walk sideways. True. False. What? Spider crabs and others walk forwards. So I guess I some. These. I guess some crabs go sideways, but some crabs can go all the ways. Okay. Okay. Ready?
1: Yeah.
0: There is a deep sea eel that can swallow animals the same size as itself in one gulp. True. It's called the gulper eel. Ew. The gulper eel. I like because of its gulping abilities.
1: <laughs> you kind of what? I kind of hate the ocean. Like I'm not. I'm more of a it's lake person because I just feel like it's safer. Oh yeah, but like there's some pretty gross things in lakes too. I don't think so. Let's just oh,
0: yeah. No, there's probably not. Let, let's just. <laughs> okay, a sea anemone's mouth is also its bottom. True.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's too weird. What? What?
0: A sea anemone's mouth is the bottom. Oh, so it's like it's, it's, its butt, it's too. feet, kind of like how it moves is the bottom.
1: Oh, I thought a minute, like its butt is its mouth also. Because there's also animals that are like that. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> when seahorses have babies, it is the male who gives birth. True. Learned that from friends. I
1: love that.
0: That's wild.
1: I wish it was like that in humans. Sometimes.
0: I do not. I loved being pregnant. Okay. You know what?
1: I wish there was a species that they could just choose. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I honey? wish humans could choose. I like, wish humans could choose. It would be a bit more... Convenient for you to have this one.
0: Yeah, oh, like take turns. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. Sea anemones often have tiny plants living inside their bodies. I want to say true. Yeah, That's because Nemo wild. also
1: lived inside of an anemone. I'm
0: finding oh, Nemo. Right. Yeah. Coral reefs only live in warm tropical seas.
1: I want to say fall.
0: Yeah. There are deep water coral reefs in the Arctic.
1: Oh my god, that's crazy. That's really
0: cool. Okay, a dolphin is a very big fish. True. False. It's a mammal.
1: Oh, because it doesn't Uh, lay eggs.
0: Right. That's what determines a mammal, Mm just egg or no egg. Yeah, I think so. I wasn't paying attention in school. (laughs) Okay, barnacles are small shrimp-like animals that live their adult lives with their heads cemented to a rock catching food with their feet yeah it's weird when it's, it's described like that yeah
1: because it's like i'm just gonna it's too specific to be false that's that's crazy that's crazy okay some fish communicate
0: by breaking wind oh like farting oh my <laughs> god true yes some members of the herring family communicate by emitting high-pitched sounds from their anus <laughs>
1: <laughs> people like cancel this episode
0: this is crazy that's weird. Out of that's all weird. the things,
1: yeah. Just
0: like make a high pitched sound with your voice. I know. Well, they are fish. Right. Okay, we'll just do one more. Kay. Seaweed is poisonous. False. Yeah, seaweed is used to make many types of food, including sweets, ice cream, and toothpaste. And sushi. Oh, wait, one more. Sharks have bony skeletons. True. False. Shark skeletons are made of cartilage. Oh. Maybe that's because they're so bendy. Then I mean, again, humans are bendy. We do yoga. Yeah. That's weird. What is cartilage? I don't know. Okay. That was a great game, but I forgot next week's game. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about good girls. (gasps) Yay! Okay, guys. I don't know if you guys watch the show. Good girls, but if you haven't watch it now, because we're going to talk about it at length because it's our favorite show. Everything. We're going to (laughs) spoil everything. Don't worry. We'll give a solid spoiler alert before we get into it. But if you want to be up on what we're saying, go binge it yep. and it's binge it hard. Yeah. And if you don't like it, we don't know how just, to talk to you. Yeah.
1: Like you can't be our friend anymore. <laughs>
0: or just rewatch it. Yeah. Because maybe you just need to rewatch it. True. Anyways, we're not going to get anything anything yet because we, ha- so we just <laughs> have so much to say. Okay. This was really great. Thank you to Sarah. Yeah. Thank for you. For coming on our show. Yeah. We love an expert. Yeah. You we know, love experts. And, um, you know. Oh, we have to read a review. Okay, so this is from Monique Cham. So classy, five stars. Such a fun and positive take on zero waste. Liv and Katie are so passionate about sustainability, but approach it from a place of love and it really shines through. Thank you, ladies. Keep it up. Oh, that's really nice. Short and sweet. I love that that's really sweet so yeah you guys um can you keep branding and reviewing because we need more reviews yeah we need more
1: reviews to read and we promise that we'll try and get to all them
0: yes of course okay well thanks everybody and uh we'll see you next week bye bye